With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. As we roll through the Thanksgiving Eve edition of the program, just so you know, we have got a loaded show for you. We're not taking off the day before Thanksgiving. We are scheduled to be joined by Lance Taylor, as we often are in the first hour of this program. John McClain from the Houston Chronicle swinging by and Shannon Spake. All of that headed your direction as we roll through and get you ready for the Thanksgiving edition, basically starting tomorrow of the program. I appreciate all of you. I know a lot of you probably on the road listening to podcasts uh, as you roll out across the country. And so uh, the big story, obviously, as we prepare for the weekend, rolling into the Thanksgiving festivities of football excess, is the college football playoff. Because the college football playoff right now, and I know a lot of you probably out there haven't been paying a ton of attention to it. Right now, the college football playoff is scheduled to be announced on December 20th. And on December 20th, uh, we will find out which four teams are going to advance. Now, they have now started the Tuesday release of the rankings. 
and it's much ballyhooed and there's much discussion and people will come on and they will argue about where somebody was slotted or the lack of respect or too much respect. Really, to me, the college football playoff rankings are not very interesting on a week-to-week basis because if you're an intelligent college football fan, you can look out ahead and see where we're going as opposed to talk about where we already are. And to me, where we are going is far more interesting of a discussion point to start off the show today than where we are right now. And here is where we are going. At this point in time, it would be a massive upset for the Alabama Crimson Tide not to be in the college football playoff. They would have to lose to Auburn this weekend, or they would have to lose to Arkansas. There's almost no chance that I believe Alabama is going to lose one regular season game and one playoff game. Almost zero. Almost a 0% chance that that is going to happen. So, the team that I feel very, very confident about being in the college football playoff is the Alabama Crimson Tide. I actually feel the most strong of any team in college football that Alabama is going to be in the playoffs. So, If you want to pencil them in, I think you can almost write them in pen. Alabama is going to be in the college football playoff. All right, what happens after that? After Alabama, it gets a little bit more interesting, okay? Ohio State is in the playoff if they win out. But they are going to play against Northwestern, a.k.a. the fighting Reese Davises in the Big Ten championship game. And Northwestern is going to have virtually nothing to lose in that game. In other words, no one is going to respect Northwestern. No one is going to give them a chance at all. And they will roll in with a good defense with Pat Fitzgerald. And they will go balls to the wall and try to pull off a massive upset in the Big Ten title game. And we've seen that happen before. Right? Ohio State fans, we have seen you lose to Michigan State, a team that was nowhere near as good. And Michigan State end up advancing to the college football playoff as a result. So it has happened. Ohio State will be a monster favorite. The odds are that Ohio State is going to be in the playoff too. And if I were betting right now, I would bet Alabama as the one seed and I would bet Ohio State as the two seed. What happens after that? And by the way, my expectation is that Ohio State is going to be able to play enough games to get into the college football playoff. And if that occurs... If Ohio State gets into the college football playoff, then the fact that they only played seven or eight football games not really going to matter. In fact, if I were Ohio State now, uh, a fan, a Buckeye fan, for the remainder of the regular season, I would actually be more concerned about teams canceling because of COVID against me in the regular season than I would losing to anybody left on our schedule because whether it's Illinois whether I believe it's Michigan State or Michigan, none of those teams have remote possibilities, in my opinion, of beating Ohio State. The only team that is playing anywhere near decent that Ohio State is playing in the regular season is Indiana. Now, maybe, possibly, if Michigan beats Penn State this weekend, they can get back to 3-3, and Michigan can. They can start to feel better, maybe in a no-pressure situation. They can be a little bit competitive. The problem is their quarterback position has been so bad and their defense has been gouged to such an extent. I just, I don't think Michigan has the horses to actually run with Ohio State as long as Justin Fields is healthy, okay? So I believe Alabama as the one, 
Ohio State as the two. This is when things start to get a little bit interesting. By the way, the only other team from the Big Ten that has a chance, and this is no big surprise to you guys, Northwestern. If Northwestern pulled off the upset over Ohio State, won the rest of their regular season games, and pulled off that gargantuan upset in the Big Ten title game, then Northwestern would have a chance to make the college football playoff. All right, That is where uh, you can at least contemplate something might happen different than expectation in the Big Ten. Okay, What about in the ACC? This is where things start to get a little bit interesting. And if you want chaos... This is where I think chaos is most likely. In particular, Notre Dame has a game on Friday, two days from now, that a lot of people are discounting and not paying attention to. They're going on the road against UNC, and they're only around a four or a four and a half point favorite. If Notre Dame were to lose that game, then the ACC championship game becomes a default play-in game, and either Notre Dame or Clemson is going to be eliminated, and the other team is going to advance to the college football playoff. That would definitely open up a college football playoff spot because if I'm an ACC fan and I'm rooting for the best possible situation to occur, it would be for Notre Dame to win out and then Notre Dame to lose a close game against Trevor Lawrence and Clemson in the ACC championship game because then I think what would happen is Clemson would be your three seed and Notre Dame would probably get in as your four seed, and that would be your college football playoff. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, and Notre Dame. I still think that is the most likely outcome. Okay? That's the most likely outcome for those four. But if Notre Dame loses in the regular season, then there's only one ACC team that'll go. It would be whoever won the ACC championship game. Okay, that is one easy, that's the least complicated college football playoff for the committee to select. Alabama the one, Ohio State the two, Clemson the three, and Notre Dame the four. Okay, what if we start to get a little bit of chaos? Well, in the SEC, there are still three teams alive. Okay, Alabama, who I told you I'd be stunned if they're not in the college football playoff. How does Alabama end up losing that overall number one seed? Well, they could end up they could end up losing to Florida in the SEC championship game. Kyle Trask may well win the Heisman Trophy, Florida quarterback. You've got an incredibly talented offense for the Florida Gators that nobody is having any success stopping right now. Maybe they get into a shootout with Alabama and maybe they win 38-35 or 42 to 38 or something like that. Close game. Then I believe Alabama is still in, provided they win out the regular season, which they should do. And then I think the Florida Gators would be in as well. And so you would bump whoever was losing in the ACC, either Clemson or uh, Notre Dame, whoever loses that ACC championship game, and the Florida Gators get in. Okay, so Florida, if they win out, will be in the college football playoff, and Alabama if they were undefeated and lost to Florida in the SEC championship game, I believe they would still be in. Okay, are you following me? Now, if Alabama beats Florida and Notre Dame or Clemson end up with two losses, then I think your next team up is Texas A&M. Texas A&M has three games, I believe it is, left on their schedule. They need to win all of them. 
as you run through, and there's been so many different moving parts on the Texas A&M schedule. They haven't played in two weeks. And so trying to figure out exactly what Texas A&M needs to make happen in order to make the college football playoff, a lot of people have just stopped thinking about Texas A&M, but they play LSU this weekend, which is, you know, LSU's playing better, but it should be a game that Texas A&M wins. Then they go play against Tennessee uh, and, sorry, against Auburn, and then they play theoretically against Tennessee, okay? Those are the three games that they have left, and maybe Ole Miss as well, so I think I misspoke. A&M has only played six games so far. They still have four games left on the calendar. They would have to win all of those games and get to nine and one. They've had two straight games postponed. They have not played since all the way back on November 7th when they beat South Carolina, and they are scheduled this weekend as a two-touchdown favorite to play against LSU, and we'll see exactly how that game happens, and then Auburn on the road, which wouldn't be an easy game, and then they go on the road against Tennessee, and then they play against Ole Miss. In theory, they're going to have to maybe reorganize some of those games, but that is potentially what the rest of the season would look like for Texas A&M. So if you are an Aggie fan and you are listening to me right now, there is a decent chance that 9-1 and Texas A&M gets into the college football playoff mix. What about the Pac-12? If Texas A&M were to lose, if Florida were to lose, if there's a two-loss ACC team, is there any way that a Pac-12 champ, USC or Oregon, that might be undefeated gets in the mix? That's the only chance. That's the only chance that one of those teams gets into the mix is if Texas A&M loses, if there's a second loss for the ACC team, and if the Florida Gators lose to Alabama, then the Pac-12 champ, if it were USC or Oregon, could potentially get in. These are big underdogs, by the way. If you're curious, like, okay, what would it what would it look like if those teams got into the mix? What would their title odds look like right now? Who would I be betting on? Vegas is giving you a decent approximation of how hard this would be to actually pull off. And the numbers are pretty insanely difficult when you look at the uh, national championship futures. Just giving you an example, and I'm scrolling all the way down, USC is right now 150 to 1. And you have also Oregon at 200 to 1. So again, I'm not saying it's impossible, but if you thought it was very likely 150 to 1 or 200 to 1, that's pretty crazy. And the same sort of situation going on out there, basically Vegas is saying, there's not really a chance that that's going to end up happening, okay? So, who else? Is there anybody else out there? I would say there's a small heartbeat for Cincinnati and BYU, particularly if those teams end up setting up a game against each other and are able to add potentially some other games out there to be able to play maybe against the Pac-12. Right now, uh, it's not highly likely, but it's at least possible. Cincinnati, 55-1 to to win the championship. BYU, 70-1. to All right? So that is the larger picture of the college football landscape. And so if you want a big takeaway, maybe you're going to be debating over Thanksgiving with friends and family because that's what we kind of do. We sit around and argue about college football. 
if you want a big takeaway coming out of the college football playoff rankings, it is that Alabama, Ohio State are in great shape, and I think they'll be there when you look at the rest of the schedule. Not bad shape, Notre Dame, if they could win this weekend in particular, Friday against UNC. Clemson in pretty good shape. I think both those teams have a chance to make the college football playoff. In fact, as I said, if I were betting right now and I had to pick the individual uh, locations of where people are going to be slotted, I would go Bama 1, Ohio State 2, Clemson 3, Notre Dame 4 would be my uh, my most likely outcome for exactly how all this shakes out. And then on the outside looking in, you've got Florida, A&M, Cincinnati, BYU, and the Pac-12 champ hoping that things might break in their direction. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know 
think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds, or I know it'll take you over a minute to down that two liter. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. It's super simple. First, download the DraftKings Pick 6 app. Then pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat, like rebounds, points, assists, and more. Play Pick 6 from DraftKings, the new fantasy app that packs more fun into less time. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code 2PROS. New customers play 5 bucks and get 50 in Pick 6 credits. That's code 2PROS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. One offer per new customer. Minimum $5 first pick set to receive $50 in pick six credits, which are non-withdrawable and valid for pick six use only expire after six months. Restrictions apply. Limited time offer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick six not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick six states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Usually he joins us on Fridays in the first hour, but because it's Thanksgiving week, uh, we are rolling in with Lance Taylor, my buddy at 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. Uh, encourage you to go follow him at the Lance Taylor. He's coming off a 7-0 and uh, NFL gambling weekend, which included your big Rams win. Uh, and so we talked a lot about this, obviously, on yesterday's show. But I still feel like it's such a big, major, lingering story. Is Tom Brady done? I mean, did you see anything in that game against the Rams that made you think this this team and this quarterback are still Super Bowl contenders? And if you pair that with the performance against the Saints, so two of the last three weeks at home in primetime, the Bucks have looked awful. Yeah, and I just think it's such an inconsistent product. And, you know, going into the season, I thought we were really premature saying that, you know, Bruce Arians teamed up with Tom Brady and bringing in some of these free agents. You know, this was going to uh, ultimately be your NFC champion. And, you know, I think they're good, Clay. You know, the good news for the Tampa Bay Bucks is the NFC. The NFC, in my opinion, is so balanced. I think we've talked about this before. I think there's a lot of B, B-plus teams. There's no elite teams in the NFC. So I think you could take five, six, seven teams that any of those teams could actually play in the Super Bowl. Um, but I just don't know if they've got the consistency to win two or three games against elite teams or not elite teams, but but against those B-plus teams to actually get to a Super Bowl. Um, you know, some of the mistakes he made, just so uncharacteristic of Tom Brady. I mean, just terrible reads. You know, you can say, you can say one thing about the arm strength, but just the reads were awful. Yeah, and I mean, they couldn't really block. And, uh, and and what's interesting, if you looked at the overall stat sheet, Aaron Donald didn't even show up on the stat sheet. And obviously, that was probably a function of them trying to take him out of the, the game plan. But this Brady offense, you know, if you just look at Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Cameron Brait, and Rob Gronkowski, not to mention what they've got at running back, although Leonard Fournette didn't give them very much, it's not as if this were last year when you could look at the New England Patriots and say, well, what do you expect them to do? There's no playmakers there. This is arguably a offense filled with more playmakers than Tom Brady's ever had before. Yeah, look, I really believe if you flip the head coaches, and this is not a shot on Bruce Arians, but I just think the way Sean McVay game plans, I mean, he is, you know, maybe the best offensive play caller in the NFL right now. And you start to look at the guys that he's working with. Look, Cooper Cup's good. There's no doubt. Uh, Robert Woods was a cast off though from Buffalo. 
Um, you know, three-headed uh, running back monster. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and you know, I mean, just you know, Tyler Higby's a guy that actually you know played at, at Western Kentucky. Gerald Everett's a guy that played at South Alabama. I'm, I mean, these guys are good, but you know, this isn't Mike Evans and Leonard Fournette and guys that dominated the SEC. So I think if you actually flipped head coaches, you know, maybe you're talking about a different story. Because I don't know about you, Jerry Goff was really good in the first half based on the way Sean McVay calls a game. I I ultimately think Goff is going to be the reason the Rams you know, don't play for a championship or they're kicking woes. Um, but, you know, I mean, I don't know who's the better quarterback right now, Jared Goff or Tom Brady. I mean, I think they're interchangeable. Let's go uh, to the uh, the other side of the equation. The NFC is, is certainly an intriguing uh, battle to see who's the best. Lamar Jackson, 6-5 and five in his last 11 games. Two losses to the Titans, lost to the Steelers, lost to the Chiefs, lost to uh, the, the, uh, the Patriots. Have NFL defenses caught up with Lamar Jackson? You know, not to go back to college football, but such an amazing turnaround from what we saw, the product that was LSU last year and how dominant they were. Yeah. And just this past weekend, you know, losing or, you know. they, they Barely be beating Arkansas. Arkansas, yeah. But, but you know, Arkansas could have easily won that game. And you go back to last year, I mean, just demolished Arkansas. Um, that's almost the turnaround you've seen with the Baltimore Ravens. Look, Baltimore's still a French playoff team. If the postseason started today, obviously they're not there. But the way they were so dominant going into the postseason, and ultimately your Titans took them out, and I was, was just shocked at that outcome. And I just I didn't understand it because Lamar Jackson and that offense, was they were just rolling into the postseason, and they were your Super Bowl favorite actually yeah. going into the postseason last year, even over the Chiefs. That's right. And – you know, since then, it just hasn't been the same. And, and it seems like offenses really have caught up with Lamar Jackson. And, you know, I know you've thrown this question out before, but, you know, if you could have, you know, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, which one of those guys would you take? I even throw Deshaun Watson in there. You know, there's probably seven, eight, nine, ten quarterbacks I would take right now over your reigning MVP. Yeah, I, I think that's true. And the question that I've always had about Lamar Jackson is not whether he was really good in the moment. It's how sustainable is it? Because I know you're a big NFL fan too. The NFL ultimately is a passer league because as good as your offense can be, you're still going to be in third down and you can't run the football situations, what, 10, 12 times in the average football game, right? I mean, at least. And when everybody knows you're throwing the football, can you prolong drives? That's what ultimately leads to victory. Keep your offense on the field. Keep possession of the football if you can prolong drives, if you can convert third downs and keep your quarterback on the field. And I just haven't seen enough to believe that Lamar Jackson's going to be able to do that long term. We've seen a lot of flash-in-the-pan guys that have been primarily running quarterbacks, whether it's Tim Tebow, whether it's RG3, whether it's Colin Kaepernick. There are a lot of guys out there that have come in and taken the league by storm and won games for a short period of time but then sooner or later, they either evolve and prove that they can be consistent pocket-passing quarterbacks, or they don't. And I, that's what I like about Kyler Murray. I think he can make every throw from the quarterback position, but also he's got the ability to do a lot of dynamic things with his legs. And I still haven't seen the answer that Lamar Jackson is capable of doing that in the long term. And certainly in the playoffs, he hasn't been. And now, uh, you know, with, with the remainder of this season, sitting at 6-4, and four, uh, there are going to be a lot of discussion points about whether or not Lamar Jackson can ever have the same quality of season he had last year. Yeah, it is fascinating. And you wonder guys that, you know, are going to be kind of in that mold because, you know, when he came out, I thought he was kind of an RG3. 
You know, I thought, I, I thought, you know, more potential than Colin Kaepernick. And again, Kaepernick's a guy that got a team to a Super Bowl, and in that postseason, he was fantastic. But you know, Lamar Jackson from winning a Heisman Trophy in that next year with Bobby Petrino, I think they lost five games, but it was still a fun offense to watch. He looked like he had progressed as a passer. But when the draft went down, and you know he goes at the back end of the draft to the Baltimore Ravens, I just I thought it was kind of a reach. And then I was blown away at the level he performed last year. But I'm kind of with you. It just seems like, you know, the NFL is able to figure these guys out after one year or two. Yeah, it, it is kind of fascinating. And the only thing you can't figure out consistently is a pocket passing quarterback. All right, so let's go to college football. Uh, you are in the state of Alabama, 94.5 jocks down in Birmingham. We're talking to at the Lance Taylor. College football playoff rankings came out. I don't get really that excited about the college football playoff rankings because I'm not concerned with where we are right now. I'm concerned with where we're going. And so let's go to where we are headed. Does Auburn have any chance to beat Alabama in your mind in the Iron Bowl on Saturday? I think I upset some Auburn fans this past uh, week when I said this would be the worst loss in Nick Saban's tenure at Alabama. And, you know, maybe not the worst loss because obviously they got run off the field against Clemson for a national championship, and Alabama still has a mulligan. They could lose this game. They could beat Florida in the SEC championship, and they're obviously still in the 14th playoff. Yep. It would be the biggest upset in Nick Saban's tenure. I know they lost to Louisiana Monroe in year one. Um, that was one of those, you know, hey, in year one, Nick Saban was, was building from, from ground up. So I don't even, don't even count that. But when you're a 24-and-a-half-point favorite against this Auburn team, and I understand they're ranked, this would be shocking to me if Auburn wins this game. Yeah. I mean, that, that, I, mean and I don't even think it's going to be that close based on the way Auburn played defense against, uh, against Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, uh, you look at what Eric Gray was able to do, and I thought it was interesting, and I know you were watching your Tennessee Volunteers, and I do agree with you. We talked earlier this week. If Garantano doesn't make that horrific mistake with two and a half minutes to go in the third quarter, I think Tennessee takes the lead, and I think there's a good shot they hold on and win that game, especially the way Eric Gray was running the football. And you heard Greg McElroy on the ESPN broadcast say, hey, look, man, I am not throwing this football until it's third and long. Eric Gray is carving this defense up. So you just imagine what Najee Harris is going to be able to do to the sovereign defense. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt at all. Do you think Florida, so do you agree with me that Kyle Trask should be a substantial favorite in the Heisman Trophy race? And is it possible that with the games that he has left, he doesn't even have to win? Initially, I was like, you know what, I think he might have to pull off the upset against Alabama in the SEC title game. But if he just kind of keeps the offensive wheels between the tracks, let's say he throws three touchdowns, has one interception, 300 yards, good performance, but Florida still loses – I think he may be enough of a favorite over Mac Jones, over uh, over certainly Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, that his stats just go ahead and sweep him into the award. Yeah, look, I agree with you, and I think this past weekend, obviously not good for Justin Fields with the three picks and yeah. you know, such a tight game against Indiana. And, you know, up 28, they needed to put that game away. And without Master Teague running the football, I don't know if they win that game. Yeah. So I didn't think Fields looked good at all. Mac Jones didn't need to put up the numbers. They win that game by 60 against Kentucky, but still throws a pick, and they were very pedestrian with 230 yards. And you look at Trask. You know, they struggled a little bit with Vanderbilt. They still win the game by 21, but without his best whip in Kyle Pitts back-to-back weeks, he still almost goes 400 yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. So to me, it's Kyle Trask. And then I don't even know who number two is. Maybe Najee Harris from Alabama. You know, that's the interesting or thing. Or Devontae Smith, and honestly. Yeah, well, you know, Joel Klatt, who uh, comes on with you a lot, he was on our show last week, and he pointed out when I said, you know, Kyle Trask, to me, is the front runner. 
He said, I, I don't, don't know if I agree with that because he's not even the best offensive player on his team. That's Kyle Pitts. I don't disagree with that. But that's the same thing for Mac Jones. I think there's two offensive players in Devontae Smith, who you just mentioned, and Najee Harris are both better players than Mac Jones. So I don't know if you can go that direction. We know it's a quarterback's award. And right now, look, I know a lot of Heisman trophies are typically won in November. It might be December this year, the way the year lays out. But I think it's Kyle Trask. It's at least his award to lose right now. Do you buy into my analogy that Hugh Freeze – is to the SEC for football what Bruce Pearl was for basketball. And I'm going to unpack this a little bit more to finish off the hour. But Bruce Pearl took Auburn to the Final Four. He has won SEC championship at Auburn. And Auburn is not traditionally a basketball powerhouse. It's just that Bruce Bruce Pearl is that good of a coach. He's that captivating of a personality, that good of a recruiter, that wherever he went – he was going to be successful coming off of the issues that he had at Tennessee. Hugh Freeze obviously has done something a little bit different because Pearl didn't have a, a job in between. But Bruce Pearl uh, has come to Auburn and won at a big level. Hugh Freeze now has gone to Liberty. And look, they're 8-1. and one. They've won two games on the road in the ACC. Had a field goal to win their third. I think that wherever Hugh Freeze goes, and I think he wants to be back in the SEC, he will be successful do you like that analogy at all? Do you buy it? Yeah, I do buy it. If Bruce Pearl would have stayed at Tennessee, never had the NCAA infractions, I think by now there's a good chance he wins a national championship. I agree with you. 100%. I think he was recruiting at that level. I think he's a tremendous coach. Look, Auburn at one moment was the worst job in the SEC in basketball out of 14 teams. It was the yep. worst job. And there's a lot of people that would tell you that. And a lot of people thought that, you know, anybody would be crazy for taking that job. And Bruce Pearl, you know, limited options. He jumped at the opportunity, and he's made the most of it. And now he's made it probably a destination job. I mean, a place where he can make a ton of money. He, he's shown that, you know, he was kind of a fluke away from Virginia from possibly, you know, going on and playing for the national championship against Texas Tech and maybe winning a national championship. So he's that good of a coach. And, yeah, I think Hugh Freeze, when you start to look, here's the difference. The Auburn basketball job was awful. The yeah. Tennessee football job has been really, really good. It's been a top 15, top 10 job in the past. Yeah, um, it's not there right now. But Hugh Freeze was a play away from taking Ole Miss to the SEC championship game, a game they've never played in. Yeah, it took a fourth and twenty-six, one of the flukish plays in SEC history. You guys remember the lateral from uh, was it Arkansas Henry to yeah. Alex Collins? Yeah. yeah. Without that, Hugh Freeze has got Ole Miss in Atlanta. So if you can do that with Ole Miss, look, sky's the limit with Tennessee. You know, would it shock me if Hugh Freeze took the Tennessee job and then within seven or eight years is in a college football playoff? No. I think he's that good of a coach, and, you know, they've got a defensive coach right now. It doesn't seem like it's working at all with Jeremy Pruitt, and I think when you hire defense and it doesn't work out, you've got to go with an offensive guy, and especially in today's college football. It's all about offense. Would you make that move if you were athletic director right now and you thought you could get Hugh Freeze, given what you've seen out of Jeremy Pruitt as we come up on the end of his third year? Look, I said this earlier with Auburn because, I, you know, inevitably Gus Malzahn is going to lose his job. He loses four or five games every year, and sooner or later Auburn's going to get sick of it. Yeah. And it looked like they were going to go five and five, and they've kind of pulled out of that. Look, and, you know, they might end up six and four. I don't know what the, the, the overall record's going to be. He's safe this year. But I was, you know, clamoring with Auburn fans, this is the guy you need to hire. So, yeah, if I was Phil Fulmer, now I don't think Phil Fulmer's going to do it after giving that ridiculous extension last year. I think the ego is too big, and I don't think he'll uh, pull the trigger on something like that. 
But if I was in charge, if I walked in and had the opportunity to get rid of Pruitt and hire um, Hugh Freeze, I'd do it. Yeah, I don't think it would be a difficult call at all. Uh, what games do you like the most rolling into the weekend? Anything that's standing out to you that you're like, man, I absolutely positively have to bet this? You know, this it, this is scary because I do think Notre Dame deserves to be right now the number two team in college football. They've got the best win. And I think Ian Book is another one of these guys that's got to be putting his name on Heisman consideration. But I've just got this weird feeling. You look at Mac Brown the first couple of years, I thought it was going to be a disaster in Chapel Hill. They've lost two unexplainable games by a field goal to each to Florida State and to Virginia. But they've scored 40-plus in the last four games. Sam Howell is an elite quarterback. I think North Carolina's offense can score with Notre Dame. I think that is a dangerous spot for the Irish. I really do. I think it's going to be a score fest. I think it's going to be a fun game. And I'm not going to be shocked at all if North Carolina wins that game. LT, uh, have a good time at uh, Thanksgiving, and we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, my man. Yeah, enjoy Thanksgiving. See you, Clay. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock, and there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes, cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with, hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new-timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. You just heard me talking with Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 jocks down in Birmingham. And one of the conversation points we just had was, is it crazy of me to argue that Hugh Freeze can be for college football what Bruce Pearl was for college basketball in the SEC? And let me kind of unpack and unspool that argument a little bit more. I believe, and believed this back in the day as well, That the moment Bruce Pearl got a new job, he was going to be wildly successful there. Because he is one of the best college basketball coaches I have ever seen. And I believe Lance Taylor's right. I've said this before on my shows. If Bruce Pearl doesn't lose his job over a freaking cookout barbecue in uh, at the University of Tennessee, which is one of the great all-time overreaches and punishment in the history of college athletics, if he doesn't lose his job there, He's got things rolling to such an extent at Tennessee that I really believe he would have been to the Final Four and he may well have won a national championship in basketball at Tennessee. And he almost did it at Auburn. So if you're wondering whether it's possible for Bruce Pearl to have won a national championship at Tennessee, he nearly did it at Auburn. So if he could do it at Auburn, he certainly could have done it at Tennessee. And I beat my hand uh, until it was almost raw on the desk saying, hire this guy, hire this guy, hire this guy. And Auburn, to their credit, went and did it, and they might be the 14th best at the time SEC basketball school, and he's won them already in SEC basketball championship. He has gotten them to the Final Four. He got, he got them to a hair's breadth of beating Virginia. Probably they should have beaten Virginia based on the way that crazy, remember the foul in the corner, based on the crazy way that that game ended. Virginia went on and won the national championship, but Auburn was right there. They, I think Auburn would have beaten Texas Tech if they had gotten past Virginia in that, in that Final Four matchup, okay? So, I believe that Hugh Freeze is now poised, sitting at 8-1 and one at Liberty, to be the college football version of Bruce Pearl a guy who got run out on his job 
has had to come back and redeem himself. And I think whoever ends up hiring him, especially if it's a Southeastern Conference football school, will have a tremendous amount of success and he will win an SEC championship if the job is good enough. What I mean by that is sometimes you have to make difficult decisions. If I were the athletic director at Tennessee and I was sitting around looking at the available coaching candidates right now and I am looking at potentially going three and seven in year three of Jeremy Pruitt, maybe two and eight, and this changes by the way, if Tennessee were to pull off a huge upset of Florida or if Tennessee were to pull off a huge upset of Texas A&M, uh, maybe I would have a different opinion about where the trajectory of the Tennessee football program is going. But right now, Tennessee's not playing against Vanderbilt this weekend. They are going to finish their season with three games in December. And I think there's a very good chance that at best, Jeremy Pruitt's going to be 3-7, and seven, and the team is going to have lost either seven games in a row or if they lose to, to, to Vanderbilt and go to 2-8, and eight, eight games in a row. And I'm a believer that when you know it's the time to make the right decision, you can't sit around and say, well, maybe things will get better next year. Because most of the time, how often does it happen where a coach who is right on the verge of getting fired comes back the next year and makes you think, oh, you know what, we were completely wrong to think about firing him in the first place. By year three, you know. I just would submit to you that by year three, you know whether it's the right guy or the wrong guy to run your program. Tennessee lost to Kentucky 34 to 7 or 14 or whatever the heck it was. It was a beatdown. I think it was 34 to 7. Tennessee lost to Arkansas by double digits, gave up 24 points in the third quarter. Tennessee had no business losing either of those games. They have the more talented roster than both Arkansas and Kentucky. Tennessee choked away an opportunity to pull off an upset against Auburn. I don't see it very likely against Florida or against Texas A&M. And so, I think if you're trying to win championships, the championship move is to go get Hugh Freeze. I believe he is the Bruce Pearl of college football I think he would have the same level of success as Bruce Pearl has had. Do you buy into this, Dub? You're an Auburn guy. You've seen what Bruce Pearl has done for Auburn basketball. Do you buy my Hugh Freeze as Bruce Pearl analogy? I do, and I really think it's a a perfect analogy when you think about it because you look at some teams in the SEC right now that could be potential landing spots for Hugh Freeze. You mentioned your Tennessee Volunteers potentially. South Carolina is another school that has an opening. You look at Auburn. My alma mater, yep. they are a possibility. And honestly, there's another school. I think LSU could be in the cards here because Ed Orgeron, I know they won the national title. Went not right and now. Though. Not right not now. They're not going to fire him. But you're talking about a couple of years down the line. Yeah, maybe, maybe even next year. Because when you look at Orgeron's coaching record, I mean, there's one outlier, and it was last season going 15-0. Yep. Other than that, I mean, he's been a good, not great head coach. I, I think the analogy is there for Gene Chizik, right? They, that's another Auburn connection. That, that Coach O – and uh, Joe Burrow was like Gene Chizik and Cam Newton. You get the perfect quarterback at the perfect time, and he makes you a different coach than you otherwise have been for the rest of your career. Yeah, I think that's another great one. Uh, Unfortunately, all these involve Auburn, so I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. (laughs) Uh, Well, we'll see what ends up happening, but you're buying into that idea. We'll see 
uh, what South Carolina ends up doing and how this Tennessee situation is going to shake out. But I just want those of you out there who are college sports fans to kind of put that in the back of your mind, the analogy of Hugh Freeze as the Bruce Pearl of college football. Is there some truth to it? I think there likely very much is. Uh, When we come back, top of hour two, we're going to talk Thanksgiving games and the big weekend of college football and the NFL and break down everything there. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.